What is good, all of our listeners and kind of viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And you have no idea what I've been through, Tommy. We're here with episode 137. We're going to be talking about do video games make you creative with our special guest, Game Sim. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Here we are, our first not really well, first. Not our first. Not a first, first but in a long time. First in a very long time. Audio only games and groceries. Yeah, I have no wow. responsibilities right now. And it's really weird. I know. Usually we're like setting the camera, make sure the lights are, are all now set. I just sat down. Yeah. So <laughs> the, uh, if you're seeing us on YouTube, uh, you know, you're just seeing images of us. You'll be seeing like little visuals here and there. But uh, really, it just came down to. Uh, the camera work, it just got to be a hassle. We weren't really having fun with the podcast anymore. So yeah. uh, we wanted to do audio only. If you're watching on YouTube, we're trying to make it as worthwhile as possible yeah. to watch the video version. And uh, if you haven't yet, definitely hit that subscribe button. This is the Games Groceries podcast channel. So if you like gaming podcasts, you like be, be you know, have fun with video games. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Games yeah. and Groceries podcast. So subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. So when you know, you can know when all these podcasts come out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, we got another uh, podcast. That's mm -hmm. it. We got another podcast called What's the Biz, where we're going to be talking about anything. This next episode that comes out tomorrow, uh, we're talking more about you know why we decided to do this mm -hmm. audio format. If you're a longtime listener to Games and Groceries, so yeah, uh, definitely check that out tomorrow. And uh, why don't, why don't we get started uh, with with the segments? You know, okay, cool. But before we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just want to remind everybody that we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. We get to see behind the scenes videos, I guess, announcements, yeah. uh, some memes here and there, as well as some questions I'll ask you about the show. Wow. Mm. So you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. And I will ask you a question about the show. Definitely join the Discord. I will ask you there, too. We have a huge community of great people. Mm -hmm. I want to say huge, but it's actually great that it's not huge just yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, join the Discord. You can talk to me and Liz. You can talk to Andrew Orsi. Uh, you can talk to Nikki. You can talk to Absolute Prodigy. They're all great people. You can people. listen to all the people <clears throat> in there. Yeah, I know. Cool. Mm. Anyways. <clears throat> uh yeah cool and uh you subscribe and, and review the podcast i think that's it mm -hmm. I, I think you covered all the bases i think i did uh you came here for a podcast you came here for a podcast about video games but first we're going to talk about a movie review by the way timestamps are linked down below in the description if you want to skip forward so yes. that's there for you but let's go into it with our first segment movie minutes Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max, and we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we have five-point scales of rating movies. Uh, we start at avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, so this week's movie is actually coming to us from HBO Max. It's a new movie coming onto the platform. Um... Uh, it, there wasn't a movie that came out today as we're recording. Mm -hmm. Forgot to watch that. But it's another movie. It's called Irresistible. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yay. So it's a political comedy coming yeah. to us from Jon Stewart. It starts uh, Steve Carell and um, I can't remember her name. 
But uh, let's just jump into our, you know, first our reviews of it out of that five point scale. Uh, what did we give it out of that five point scale? And then we'll explain why. I gave it an enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, but it's like a higher end enjoyable, like almost a solid. Um, I just really like the movie. It was definitely very funny. There's just, you know, to me, it just didn't hold my attention for very long. Mm-hmm. I gave it a solid mm-hmm. and I'll explain why. But in our scale, you know, there's enjoyable. It wasn't a fine movie. And then there's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie was solid. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the premise first. And my first yeah. note is that this takes place right after the aftermath. I wouldn't say right after. It didn't really say. Right. It Well, it, it starts like that last mm-hmm. like debate, the, the, the like final moments before. 2016 yeah. election yes like those fine yeah like that final moment mm-hmm. and then after after that after the hillary clinton loss mm-hmm. uh this is about a democrat which is our democratic uh, uh strategist steve carell's character mm-hmm. goes over and finds a democrat in a conservative land mm-hmm. and tries to you know implement more democratic um politicians in a conservative heartland yeah so i think that concept is really excellent Mm -hmm. and and especially the way it sets up you get to see the motives you get to see the drive you get to see uh the political stance of Mm -hmm. what it is out like in the midwest and i i I very much enjoyed how this movie sets Mm -hmm. itself up so that you know where you're going in all of this um but did you did you enjoy like at least the first act yeah, no, I enjoyed the whole movie. Yeah. It was, for me, it was just that um, it's just not something that I would feel the need to watch again. Yeah. That's I, all. I feel you. But um, my my second note, though, I will say the reason why I gave it solid is because, again, this is a political mm-hmm. drama. Or not political drama, a politi- political comedy. Mm-hmm. I will say that for me personally, the jokes always hit. Yes, the jokes were very funny. Yeah, the the jokes every time. There wasn't really a moment where the joke was kind of like, eh. Uh, yeah. I, there might have been one or two yeah. where you're just like, ah, okay. But it's not it's not surprising though because like you love Steve Carell. I do love You'll Steve Carell. You'll watch Curl. anything with him in it. It, it. It's his delivery that it I absolutely is. love. And and he's funny. Like I said, I loved all the jokes too. Mm-hmm. It was just that I wouldn't watch this movie again. And sometimes I was like, where are we going with this? I knew where it was going, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, there's just something about it that I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I just enjoyed it. Well, here's the other thing about the jokes is that they weren't even political jokes. No, it, it wasn't political. It was very situational. Oh yeah. And it was definitely a guy from D.C. going out to the Midwest. It, it, these and jokes interacting are, with Midwest people. Yeah, so it's like it's not. It hasn't. No, it's not new comedy. No, by any stretch Absolutely of means, not. but. It, it always lands for mm-hmm. me personally. Uh, I, I I think that especially for us where we're planning to move to the Midwest yeah. and we're from the East Coast, I think it's just we were kind of comparing ourselves in it. And yeah. I think that's why the like jokes there really were things that like Steve Carell's character would do. We're like, oh, that's going to be us. Exactly. Yep, so it's going to be us. <laughs> I thought the jokes were excellent. I yeah. think I think they were well paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't really anything that I was just like, you're, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Like I currently am. But my final note is that um, it's a fantastic and very understandable depiction mm-hmm. of what happens behind an election. Yeah. And I think that if you don't know the corruption that goes mm-hmm. behind election seasons, right? Yeah. I think this movie is a very well put depiction 
of the corruption that goes behind elections yeah. and including the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think summed it up really well mm-hmm. how far this corruption goes. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, like I said, I think the beauty of this movie is that it was relatable. It was understandable. Yeah. It, it actually showed its points yeah. every step of the way while making you laugh all the way. Yeah. Now, I didn't give it perfect. Yeah. Usually I'll get like King of Staten Island. Perfect for mm-hmm. us. Now, for us, for us. <laughs> but. This movie, I don't think I could leap forward into perfect just because, and I don't know. Uh, um, I I don't know. I just like like you. It's not like a top priority to me. I think, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is that it doesn't drive me to perfect. And I think in the same way for yeah. you, you don't know why you're not giving it solid. Yeah, but like, I know I love mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, I and that's the thing. Like, I don't know what's preventing me from giving it a solid, but I I enjoy this movie. I like this movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I don't like about the movie. It's just something in me is not allowing it to be a solid. Yeah, that's all. No, it's a it's a decent film, and yeah. uh, we we enjoyed our time with it. Yeah. So, um, I think that's just our takes on this uh movie minutes talk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, the movie is called Irresistible. It stars Steve Carell. And other people, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's written and directed by John Stewart. So if you would like mm-hmm. his stuff, you know, uh, irresistible. And uh, the title actually makes sense at the end. So yes, I I very much enjoyed this movie. So yes. so yeah, that's uh, our thoughts on Irresistible. So uh, check it out; it's on HBO Max. So. With that said and done, I think it's time to jump into some gaming news. What do you think? I agree. Well, why, why don't we just do, go ahead and do it? Okay. Let's just do it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? What is going on in the gaming industry? I don't know. A lot of things, actually. Actually, yeah. Um, so this is the top three that we want to talk about personally. Yeah. There, there's a lot of honorable mentions, as in uh, we, we are not talking about the cyberpunk uh, selling of their uh, source code. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's pe- people who are better suited to talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, there are pigs out there that are learning to play video games. Fun. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, but as, as we're recording this right now, it's currently Friday because we want to give time for for Valentine's Day for us. Yeah. But uh, we're still we just still don't have any news on Bioware and their call for Anthem. Mm-hmm. So as we're recording this, there's still no news. They said it would be done this week. Today's Friday. There's nothing. Yeah. So if it's Monday right now, and they they said it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, also, Kingdom Hearts on PC. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so those are about our honorable mentions, but time to go into our top three gaming news that we want to talk yes. about. Uh, so the number three. Okay, sorry about that pause there. I actually pressed the space button <laughs> on on something else, but it was actually going on on Audacity. So cool! But yeah. here we are. We're back. Woo-hoo! All right. Good job, Adam. Yeah, first time doing audio only again. My goodness, I can't <laughs> do this. But it's about theaters. Yay. About gaming and theaters there. Wow, cool. Woo. Uh, so here it is. Uh, theaters are actually renting out their spaces to have video games involved. So there's actually news going around that certain different places, it's very spotty, not too many places, mm-hmm. but they're actually renting out 
for two hour gaming sessions. That's awesome. And there was a South Korean um, movie theater owner who says that there's a lot of uh, different relatives, uh, relativity. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of correlation. Or would you say a bit between gamers and moviegoers is that, you know, there's a story involved and you will want to see on the big screen. Mm -hmm. I do agree with that quote, but (laughs) movies are two hours. Video games are not. (laughs) Video games are like um, at the minimum eight hours. Yeah, but it gives you two hours to do it there. Exactly. You know, you you can always rent another two hours if you want. Exactly. And uh, let's go into the pricing real quick. So uh, I'm going to read this uh, quote from the article that's linked down below. All the articles that we talk about are linked down below. So this is uh, a quote from the article that says about the pricing Mm -hmm. a little bit. So despite this, the article says theaters in South Korea are now renting out their screens as well. Uh, through cinemas, there are currently restricted to 50% capacity. CVG, South Korea's largest theater chain, has started renting out its theaters for gaming to create new revenue streams. Before 6 p.m., up to four people can reserve a screen for $90 for two hours. So before 6 p.m., mm-hmm. $90 an hour. Uh, for two hours, I mean, two hours. Uh, this fee rises up to $135 after 6 p.m., Gamers who want to rent screens also need to bring their own games, consoles, and controllers to play. So, really awesome for gamers. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to play Halo on, like, a movie screen. Yeah. Like, actually go in there and actually play it out. I feel like it's really cool for gamers Mm -hmm. everywhere. You know, big gamer boys and girls out there. But I, uh, the way I see it, how does this work financially? Because the way I was seeing it now, again, this is, I guess, I, I guess they're going into South Korea's power of the dollar. I yeah. don't know because when I see, okay, four people are in there for two hours for ninety dollars, and let's say, and I was thinking in my head, thinking in my head, <laughs> let's say uh, a movie theater can sit a hundred people, right? Yeah. And a movie ticket is what, like ten dollars at the cheapest mm-hmm. cost, ten bucks. You're, you're, what was that? A thousand dollars right there? Yeah. So for four people to go in there, 90 bucks, that, that's a huge loss, isn't it? It might be, but it's better than bringing in nothing. I guess so. But like, I feel you know like what I mean? And they're still probably might have concessions, maybe not full concessions, but they might offer candy and drinks. That's true. So you get money from that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a fighting away of the Yeah, and you um, don't need you probably don't need to hire a full staff. Yeah. For it. You know what I mean? Like you just need someone to run the projector. And it's not like any of that is going into you know actual movie I don't want to say a rental. It's not really rental, but you know the rights to project the movie. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of costs that go into it. Yeah. But when it's just you go into the theater by yourselves and just play a game. Yeah. I'm sure there's little cost to that, but it's yeah. I'm assuming that if CVG is there is South it's like Korea's largest theater chain, I'm assuming that they would have gone through the math and figured out. Yeah. You know. I'm and, assuming they know what they're doing. And that's what I thought too. It's like okay, well you're also a business, so Yeah. You're the you largest theater chain in South Korea. Yeah. I'm gonna assume they know what they're doing. So it'd be a lot like AMC in here saying like yeah. you can rent our theaters. Uh, for $90 for two hours and for four people, mm-hmm. oh, I would straight up do that. I would do that tomorrow if I didn't have work. 
But <laughs> even like after 6 p.m., $135 to play video games yeah. for two hours on the big screen? Mm-hmm. Heck yes. Yeah. I'm going there by myself. I don't need three other people. Get out of here. Um, and it's crazy. It says up to four people. Yeah. Up to four, which is kind of nuts to me. I think it's weird that, yeah, that they're mm-hmm. limiting it to four people at a time. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So hopefully that comes over more into the States. There are United States theaters that are actually doing this. There's some in yeah. uh, Kentucky, I believe. Uh, but it's more in South Korea mm-hmm. that's happening. And I think it might spread over here. Possibly. Yeah. So uh, kind of cool. I would do it. I just want to bring back drive-in theaters. Yes, please. I know that the movie theater near us did that yeah. last summer. They started a drive-in. I'm just like, oh, we didn't get a chance to go. Because they were only playing like old movies. They weren't playing new movies. Mm-hmm. I want new movies at a drive-in. Yeah. That'd be great. Anyway. Number two gaming news. Yeah. It's about Terraria. Oh, my goodness. It's canceled on Stadia. Canceled on Stadia because uh, Mr. Andrew Spinks was locked out of his Google accounts. We're talking Gmail. We're talking YouTube. We're talking other Google things that are Docs. docs. He was locked out of all of it for no explanation for three weeks. Yeah. And he would try to reach out to Google. And he's just like, you know what? (laughs) This is just too much. Can't do it. So this is actually coming from a tweet given by Mr. Andy Spinksies. So <laughs> Mr. Andrew Spinks actually tweeted out a, a, a thread yeah. of why he's uh, canceling uh, the Stadia version of uh, Terraria. Yeah. And, oh, did I lose the tweet? Oh, my goodness. There it is. Cool. Uh, we're, we're coming back to audio only, people. Sorry. But I absolutely, and he tweets out this. I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service. He's talking to Google here. So I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria first Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. He then says, I will not be involved with a corporation that values their customers and partners so little. Doing business with you is a liability. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so some strong words there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he knows what he's talking about here. Yeah. Again, a you know a person you know coming up from the ranks of indie game into yeah. you know major business, mm-hmm. and he's talking with Google, who should know what they're doing. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't get any response from Google. Yeah. Who, like he said, partners. Mm-hmm. They were partnering on this. Yeah. They were bringing Terraria to Stadia, so they were partnering, and he got yeah. no answers. Yeah kind of bullcrap if it, you ever that, that's just ridiculous and i didn't even know you could get locked out of your google account yeah he said that's i have ridiculous. absolutely done nothing to violate your terms of service and they weren't giving him any explanation yeah. so i like, oh, guess we're going back to yahoo mail i guess so why mail it is yeah so he was locked out of that and he canceled the stadia port now he did say that the Android versions that were bought on Google Play mm-hmm. will not be affected. Like he's going to keep that. Yeah. People who paid for it will not be affected. He wants to keep that partnership with yeah. his customers yeah. at stake. But anybody that's going on Stadia to get Terraria, yeah. you're not going to find it yeah. because he canceled it. So yep. I think that was the right move. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I, I think that was just a bizarre move by Google and not a lack of communication. Yeah, it's, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. The, the last state of news that we talked about made sense when they said, 
you know, no, no more first party games. I got yeah. that. I understood so, that. So we're also going to be mean to our, you know, third, third party. party. Yeah. We're going to ruin that, too. So that's the thing. It's just like you don't know how to make first party games, which I just found out the reason why they're not making first party games because they wanted to make triple A level games within a year. Well, that's not going to happen. Exactly. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like you don't know how to make your own games, so you're not going to make them. Great. But then you should not be burning bridges Mm -hmm. with third party games because then you're not going to have anything. So it's great if you love Stadia. Yeah. That's you. Cool. You know, play on what you want to play. Mm-hmm. I really I really don't care. But it's just this on top of no first party because yeah. you had high expectations mm-hmm. and, you know, treating your partner so little, you know, yeah. uh, just kind of a weird move by Google. It is. And so. it stinks because I'm just sitting here thinking of all the times like I interact with Google in a day. It's very hard to avoid. Mm hmm. Like, you have to have an iPhone if you want to avoid Google. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so it's just kind of odd. Very odd uh, business practices done by Google Stadia. Mm -hmm. But again, if you like Stadia, that's you, man. I really really don't care. Our good friend Brian McGinnis likes Stadia. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Love you, B-Rizzles. But uh, yeah, let's just move on to the final piece of gaming news. And that is actually about a development tool that's actually mm-hmm. made by Epic. Yeah. And the reason why I'm putting this at number one, because this could change the way we could see video games be developed, especially on the terms of NPCs. Yeah. So there's a new program from Unreal or from Epic into Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. That's actually a browser, not really a browser extension, but there's a browser tool. So yeah. on a separate browser, there's something called MetaHuman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to an audio, you know, definitely, you know, well, I have the link to the article, which has the video in it. So mm-hmm. click the link to the article. There's a video to it where uh, Epic actually shows this off saying that you can create an NPC within an hour. So Ooh. it's only going to take an hour. So why is this important? The reason why it's so important is that, you know, uh, what they're saying is that a lot of developers, they waste a lot of time trying to make realistic NPCs that are kind of believable. Mm -hmm. It's the most time consuming, not the most time consuming part of development, but it's a a very time consuming uh, part of development that kind of gets pushed under the rug because it's like, oh, it's just an NPC. No one's really going to care about that. That's why you see a lot of, you know, the same uh, character build. On a lot of different NPCs because it, it gets brushed on a rug. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we just got to make a lot of NPCs. We got to make them yeah. this way. But now Epic has come out and said, like, listen, this is called MetaHuman. It's on a browser extension. You can link it into Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. And they will give you tools to actually create an NPC within an hour. And if you create an animation, which, by the way, uh, is my quote here. Um... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this quote right here from the article that's linked down below. This is the most important part of this whole thing. So MetaHuman Creator builds a character model that is, quote, fully rigged and ready for animations and motion capture mm. in Unreal Engine, uh, Epic says. Additionally, animations created for one MetaHuman will run on 
other metahumans, enabling users to easily reuse a single performance across multiple Unreal Engine characters on projects. Wow. So again, if you're creating an NPC and you want them to do kind of the same thing or kind of the same motions, you can actually transfer mm -hmm. all those animations over. Yeah. So it's just, you know, kind of not killing time, but shaving time off of mm -hmm. development. It's not going to make you know, a five-year project become a three-year project by any means. Yeah. But it will make that five-year project actually get out on time. Yeah. And less buggy because they can focus on other things. Yeah. That that's what the most important thing mm -hmm. is. They can focus on other things and this won't be the most time consuming. And you're gonna get better looking games because yeah. of this. You're gonna have more believable games because of this. Mm -hmm. Uh what do you think, Liz? Um, one thing that did just pop in my head was, do you think this will, um, cause job losses in oh, no. development teams? I don't think so. Because I, they don't need as, but they don't need as many people to do like the animation and everything. Well, I don't think, I don't think this will, uh, lose jobs more than it will create jobs. How so? Well, it's because they have to put all these people, a lot of times in development. Now, again, I'm not a game developer at yeah. all. Uh, we'll talk to, you know, Nick DiPaolo about that, I guess. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a developer. I've never been in a development studio. But the way I've seen it in certain uh, game industry news, such as visual. Mm -hmm. um, ver oh, my goodness. Hey, Sorry. But Vicarious Visions uh, being put into Blizzard. Mm -hmm. The reason why they had to be sucked into Blizzard is because they needed help doing projects. If, right. Mm -hmm. If th this tool kind of was used, like let's say Blizzard was using Unreal Engine, mm -hmm. they're not, I don't believe they are, but if they were, right, mm -hmm. that means they didn't need to suck in uh, Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions could go on to make Tony Hawk's Underground and they could yeah. be left alone. What I'm saying is that a lot of times in internal studios, they'll bring in people who are not part of the project and they'll say like, yeah. listen, it's crunch time. We got to have everybody do this. We have to focus on this. You have to make all these anim animations, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have to help us with this. You have to help us with that. Versus you can just have your separate team doing the animations and they can just, just do that yeah. instead of, you know, bring in other people to do the animations. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand what you mean. I don't know if that made any sense. No, it makes sense, but at the same time, that could that still could mean that someone might lose their job because if they're not bring, being brought yeah. onto other projects, they may not be being used elsewhere, and they lose their job. I think when Epic is doing this, and because Epic is doing this, and they they are game developers. Yeah, no, they, I know. I'm just I'm you know. I, I think they had that. In my head. I think they had it in mind, and yeah. I think they they made this for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, we're not game developers yeah. ourselves, but I think this is actually going to lead to more organized management. Yeah, I definitely think it'll it'll like you said it'll help get games out on time mm -hmm. or close to on time. Exactly. I I think I think personally, as a non game developer, as someone who doesn't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I I think this is actually going to be helping developers yeah make a better game. Mm -hmm on time yeah if that if that is and again i don't think it will shave enough time to you know really reduce mm -hmm. game production i just think it will be done on time with yeah. less bugs if you're using unreal engine yeah so this is just the start of a of a new era again 
click the link to the mm-hmm. article to this particular news piece and watch the video. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's crazy, and it's and it's not within Unreal Engine. It's a browser tool mm-hmm. that you can bring into Unreal Engine. So it's really awesome. I think it's great, especially even even if you're an indie dev, you, Unreal Engine is available to you, and this will be part of it. So I think it's really cool stuff. But uh, that's just me. I'm just a stupid gaming podcaster. So what do I know? So, uh, but that's our top three gaming news. And I think it's time to move on to, you know, our guest for today. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, let's just bring him on. Uh, game Simp, he's a YouTuber here on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'll have uh, links to his YouTube channel linked in the description down below if you want to check him out. I, I think he's a really funny guy. I, I think he's got a, a big, bright future. He's a young kid, you know, set from the streets of New Orleans. I don't know if that's true or not. But let's just bring him on. Uh, game Sim from YouTube, uh, where we're going to be talking about creativity uh, behind games. So let's just do it. Let's bring our guest, Game Everybody, we are back with our special friend, the the, the king of of YouTube or simping. I don't know. It's it's Game Sim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Not Game not Simp too bad. G- Game Simp. It's uh, it's an interesting name. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's what's that about? What's is there any backstory or just kind of like yeah, this is my name? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I should go. Oh, hey, didn't see you there, because apparently that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where that started. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the name came from my friend, who's actually my roommate now. Uh, and, you know, back in the day, uh, like probably earlier in COVID, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was kind of I was playing a lot of games. Right. Um, and as I think a lot of people were. And, you know, I was platinum in games mm-hmm. left and right. And it was just, it was this whole thing where uh, he and some of our, our uh, other friends were like, oh, dude, you're like you're like the game simp. Like you <laughs> simp over games. All you do is, you know, like platinum games. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, from there, I was like uh, when I started my YouTube channel, I was like, like, what's a good name? Like I could go with my like PlayStation name. I could mm-hmm. go with whatever mm-hmm. name. And I ended up was I was like, you know what? I'm already called Game Simp Daily, so I might right? be with that. <laughs> and I think it's memorable. I'll give yeah. you that. It's uh, oh, yeah. as soon as like I was looking for you, I remember you commented on one of my videos, and our. I'm sorry, I'm an only <laughs> child. <laughs> so uh, I need to correct you at the right moments. When you're coming out our videos, <laughs> uh, I you know I was like, oh yeah, that's a cool dude. But like then I was like, oh, I should look up his videos. I immediately remembered. Game Sim. Yeah. Uh it's it sticks in your head. I, yeah. I like it a lot, man. And your videos Thank like you. really good. I, I, I think Thank I think you. your personality really comes out there. Uh I, I think you really set a nice tone to your videos. So uh I'll have his links down below. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that at the at the end when we roll out the red carpet for you. Yeah. It's it's not your time, Game Sim. Calm down. <laughs> My goodness. Let's just I, got, get, I gotta step back. You gotta step back here, Game Sim. <laughs> My goodness. Anyways, so <laughs> Let's get into the discussion here. We we brought on Game Simp here to talk about you know do video games spark any kind of creativity about you, uh, and I want to really talk about you know setting up this conversation. Mm-hmm. What is it about games that drives our own personal creativity? And what I mean by that is that when you're actually playing the game, 
What specifically about video games, not movies, not books, not music, what is it about video games that spark your personal creativity? Uh, and I'll start with uh, GameSimp over here. What do, what do you think? All right, all right. So <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, it's it, so creative thought, right? Is yeah. I think you can kind of break it down because this, this term like creativity is kind of like a little bit uh, like nebulous in a way. And mm. I, I kind of, in my head, I break it down between there's like creativity, which I see as like the ability and drive to literally just create things yeah. like whatever mm-hmm. art form you, you do you like it mm-hmm. could be music. Um, I'm a musician. So nice for most of my life, that was like, uh, the creative outlet that kind of got me going. Mm. Uh, but now it's, you know, obviously I, I do videos now, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wide spectrum, but yeah, way to sound defeated. So, though. I was like, uh, now I do videos. I was like, yeah, yeah, now I do this, whatever this is, but, uh, right. yeah. So like creativity is just like the drive and will and obviously is my opinion, the drive and will to create things and kind of like, put your ideas that are flowing around your head because everyone has ideas up there somewhere and yeah. it's just the ability and kind of passion to put that into something mm-hmm. and then there's uh imagination which i think mm. like people are like oh this game's so creative like mm-hmm. you know you have like okay. the the ub art games and like uh like these like indie games just like oh this is so creative but it's like it's more like i see it more as like imaginative right where it's mm-hmm. like all about the art style are all about you know, this like very specific look, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I see it more as like, like creativity is like this like drive to create things of your own and imagination is like, oh, I'm so inspired by like the way this game's world looks, the with the art style, mm-hmm. the the music. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see that. So when you say, <clears throat> uh, what is it about games that drive our creative thoughts? I'm thinking how do games make like what about games drives me to create let's say videos or music Mm. like what is it about them and i think it's the fact that they're a culmination of various creative design all in one package Mm -hmm. so this is different from say books or videos or whatever it is where you have music Mm. you have uh programming you have uh, level design and game design. Um, I already said music. <laughs> yeah, but like you, right you know, on. oh, writing, writing. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. writing, gameplay design, programming, music, visual art. Like you have all these different creative things that are independent of each other, all just mashed together. And mm-hmm. I think that concoction is kind of what inspires the creativity from mm-hmm. video games. Is I, that they're yeah. just this culmination? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, that it's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, Liz, can you beat that answer though? No, because I don't really know what it is about <laughs> video games that like inspires creativity in me. And it's not, I don't think it's specific to video games. Like for me, mm. I mean, knowing what our set was when we were filming was there the three pictures in the background. I made right. them. Mm-hmm. They're all video game art. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just like, it makes me want to try and recreate it. Mm. Like, okay. Like each one of those, like it's not that I planned on making them for the podcast mm-hmm. to be in the background. It was something that I'm just like, 
I'm going to try and make the heavy rain thing. And yeah. I am super proud of that picture because it, it yes. is the most exact picture I've done in my life. Yeah. And I love it. And I, I know you love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And as all of our video watchers can see, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very. No, just kidding. <laughs> so for, but, <laughs> first of all, we're doing audio only. And it's like I we're know, talking, about, we're the talking set. about what was on the set. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch other ones. It's three pictures in the background. Those yeah. are mine. Um, but like you really love the more creative ones that aren't exact. But I love that exact one. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point. Yes. But so I guess for me, it's the arts that it's like, I want to try and do that. I want I want to mm-hmm. see if I can draw that or do. Now I try and do a little bit more abstract, but I want to try and get the same feeling and stuff yeah. like that. So I guess I would say the art style and the s- story. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I kind of lean towards that and also mm-hmm. like what um, GameSimp over here, uh, he had to say. I definitely think for me personally, I, I think it has to do everything t- with the interaction with mm-hmm. the game. Uh, unlike uh, movies or music where you're almost a passive audience, you're yeah. an active audience within uh, the video game. So with that, you, mm-hmm. you're churning, you're, you're going through it. You're actually like what uh, Simp over here, he was talking about with uh, the art style, the music, yeah, everything. Uh, you're personally interacting with that. So it's you're, kind of like a regular creator or artist mm-hmm. where you create from your life experience. Yes. When you're a gamer, you're experiencing yeah. that. Like you're actually yeah. within that realm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really sparks my personal creativity is that I'm actually within that yeah. kind of creativity. A lot like Oxenfree, I love that art style and I'm within that art style, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. I, th- I think movies and music do spark creativity, but yeah. the interaction is what I think really sparks it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Sim, do you have any other thoughts on this? I do, yeah. So um, something Liz said that kind of stuck out to me was uh, with these art pieces she created, it's about um, kind of, I think the language you used was like recreating, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like recreating yeah. these uh famous like the heavy rain uh yeah origami killer right the, the yeah. paper crane yeah, yeah so yes. i think uh and this ties together with uh what you just said is being part of a video game like having an active role in it mm-hmm. and seeing these like uh very memorable things like the the paper crane it's like yeah it all leads towards this what i like to call like imitation mm-hmm. where in in my videos or just whatever I'm creating, mm-hmm. it's like there's definitely an element of like I'm trying to imitate something or mm-hmm. I'm trying like yeah. there's a small like little part. It's kind of what Liz said, like, oh, that paper crane is my favorite because it's like mm-hmm. it's really close. It's yeah. really close to the actual like artwork. And yeah. like I said, that that little comment there, I was like, oh, I thought that was actual artwork from the game. So it's like, yeah, we see these beautiful things and we're part of them. Right. Like, like you said, is mm-hmm. like we, we are a active participant, like in a game because mm-hmm. we're playing it. Right. So it all leads towards this like desire to want to imitate the yeah. the art and the beauty and the creativity that we like mm-hmm. experience in the games themselves. And I think that's what makes them different than music and movies and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Now, when I when I talk about um, you know, do games really spark that? Do do we actually go into this? Um, are, are are there times where 
we get our own creativity that's sparked within a game. The next question I kind of want to ask here is that uh, game genres, right? Is Do we think that there's a specific game genre that sparks creativity or does it not really matter in the end as long as it's just a game? It's something that we interact with or, you know, or anything for us personally, not not even yeah. like objectively. There's yeah. a there's a but for us. Is there a game genre that really sparks that sort of mm-hmm. creativity? Uh, game Simp, I've, I've never really asked you. Uh, do you have a preference in terms of uh, game genres or, or are you kind of like everywhere with it? Yeah, so it's interesting because this is something like a lot of my life I've kind of been like, I mean, my name kind of suggests like <laughs> Game Simp. Like I, I like I like all games, but I've, <laughs> recently I've been kind of realizing like where my tastes in mm-hmm. games lies mm-hmm. a little more where, you know, like like I have some friends who are like, oh man like x genre like what a boring boar fest right and i'm mm-hmm. just like oh you know like I, I like those games you know but i think recently i've kind of honed in on like what genres i like most mm. and maybe it's just like a being more busy thing like mm-hmm. oh i don't have time to try you know <laughs> ease eight on the switch like yes. like some like really like intense mm-hmm. jrpg yeah. like i don't have time for that but you know uh yeah i you know i really like platformers mm-hmm. and that's that's a recent thing like well, well recent as in the last i don't know uh, five years okay maybe yeah, fair yeah yeah where before you know like back in the day if you're like mario or zelda i'd be like zelda yeah but like now it's <laughs> yeah. a little more like oh uh, you know it depends on my mood uh mm-hmm. but i think yeah i really like platformers uh 2d and 3d for different reasons i think 2d and I, I'll, I'll get into this later but i think 2d uh sparks creativity from it's just attention to design because when things are on Mm. a 2d plane it's like it's kind of hard to to describe but it's like uh it's almost like a map like you're there's specific things like in very particular places like Mm. in a 2d scope where it's just i feel like it's just easier to to navigate that dimension if you're if we're talking about really tight design like mm-hmm. something like uh you know in the more modern day like shovel knight or or tropical freeze which i'll the, i'm getting into those games later but uh nice. anyway yeah so for me i like platformers i like uh just kind of like i i hate this kind of term but like action adventure i guess is like mm-hmm. the the popular like i don't know but mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know i like uh like kind of action adventure which is a broad spectrum but um yeah and like i'd say overall like those are kind of the main ones but like Mm -hmm. i like open world when it's it's done right i think that's few and far between sometimes but i like linear Mm -hmm. stuff too like uncharted last of us like all that good stuff but yeah no, I, I agree. I, I definitely like um, with open world, it's, it's a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, open yeah. world can definitely spark that kind of creativity because there's so many things to interact with and something's got to catch your eye somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of detail that could be put into an uh, open world. Uh, sometimes it misses. Most times it misses. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I think Ghost of Tsushima is, uh, you could call that an open world. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could call that. Uh, there's a lot more 
density in terms of that open world that mm -hmm. really sparks that sort of creativity. But we're talking about, you know, game genres. And I think open worlds can go into that. Uh, Liz, do you have any game genres that really kind of spark your creativity? I mean, definitely. I mean, if any, like anyone who listens to this knows that I'm more mm -hmm. preferable to the narrative driven storyline yeah. type games. So I think those inspire me most just because there's depth in the story. Mm -hmm. And so it like pulls emotion out a lot easier than other games. Yeah. So, and that for me is where art lies for me is like the emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So like narrative driven games. Yeah, you like want Life is strange. Yeah. Like life is strange. I, I think, like you said, I think because video games are allowed to go deeper into the story yeah. rather than movies. And I think that's why, you know, um, video games can do better at TV shows than movies, my personal experience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I would say for myself, uh, I would say probably action adventure games. Mm -hmm. I would say adventure games, you know, alone spark yeah. creativity because it has a narrative. It's sometimes at the open world. Uh, it has that color palette, but I also do like my platformers too. Mm -hmm. Uh I would say, yeah, yeah, it's Celeste. Celeste is a, would yeah. you say Celeste is a platformer? I would say it's a platformer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Great example, by the way. Great yeah. example. Uh, like that art style, the music involved, it, it really, yep. it, it really, like you said, on the, on the two plea uh, plane, you really got to pay attention to detail, especially the pixelated yep. 2D plane. You really got to pay attention to that, uh, especially with the music as well. Uh, it's a, it's a MIDI uh, kind of soundtrack it, it's very old school style and they really went to intention to make that game as artistic and as uh you know really sparking your brain as much as possible mm -hmm. uh even on a deeper level of mental health it really gets your mind involved of how you can be creative through mental health mm -hmm. uh, i i think they're in in the end though as we're discussing all this I don't think really game genres matter too much. I think video no. games themselves, just the medium itself, yeah. kind of spark creativity. And like I was going to say before you said specifically to us, I was going to say, I'm like, really, it's up to the person what mm -hmm. they get inspired by. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what game genre it is. If you're inspired by it, then go for it. Exactly. You know? and, that, and that's it. Is that I, I think you just need to be inspired to do something and then mm -hmm. fit it to... And I hate using that term fit it into a genre because, again, talking about creativity, it's hard to put yourself in a box, you yeah. know, because um, even talking about, you know, creativity, uh, going back to, you know, game simp here, uh, I would say video games spark your creativity and what your videos do. But like, how would you describe your videos? You know, like, would you put it into a box of a genre or is it just kind of game simp? <laughs> you know, what do you yeah. think? So... It's funny because when you asked me the genre question, mm -hmm. uh, I was I was trying to think. I was like, I mean, like, what what genres do I like? You know, and yeah. what, I, what I realized is like a lot of my favorite games are just these amalgamations of mm -hmm. various genres, and mm -hmm. I I feel like my videos um, are kind of in a similar way, right? Because you know, you you got videos that are like. Uh, in in the gaming niche of YouTube, let's say, yeah. you know, you have videos that are like, you got stuff like like our friend Maddie, right? Who, yeah, he's like he's all about news and like great personality, great guy. But it's like, you know, that's gaming. I'm also gaming, mm -hmm. very different, right? And then you have videos like, say, uh, there's there's a bunch of like video essayists mm. for games, like 
why Majora's Mask is timeless or like, I don't know, just there's, there's a bunch of videos like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm somewhere like in the middle of like, uh, like skits mm-hmm. and then that more analysis. And like, I've, I've been on another podcast before and like one of the things they, they actually summed it up really nice in that one where they were like, you, you basically blend just like jokes with actually like hints of like analysis in there. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's kind of what I'm going for, right? Is yeah. I'm not there to talk like, oh, in uh, Croc, like yeah. the game Croc, <laughs> uh, you know, it has tank controls and you you press X to jump. I, I don't know what you press to jump yeah. into Croc, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. there to like, he, like walk you through piece by t- piece. Like, how does this game play? Mm-hmm. What's the story in this game? It's more like my focus is always on these macro ideas, right? Like, what what is it from like the game I'm talking about that's like, I can kind of incorporate into the jokes, mm-hmm. into the the hook in the beginning. Cause like mm-hmm. I what I like to do is I, I like to have like a hook or like something like that's like mm-hmm. not just starting out like this is a uh this is a Mario review. And yeah. like I don't I don't want to start that way. I wanna like do something in the beginning where it's like, oh that's weird. Like what does this have to do? Like I clicked on this video for Zelda. What is yeah, what is yeah, what is him like walking around outside like <laughs> looking for something like what does it have to do with zelda but it's like it's kind of like to catch it's like to catch like them the the mm-hmm. listener or the the viewer like off guard for a second like what is this but then somehow in the script like i like to tie it tie it together and then mm. by the end tie, nice little bow on it like mm-hmm. I, I really like having like this like kind of through line through my videos of mm-hmm. just something like mm-hmm. something more than just like and even if it's like kind of like wacky and weird, like just something mm-hmm. more than like a like a deep analysis of the game, because honestly, like I don't think a lot like I there's definitely people that like that. And I at times I like that when you just yeah. like analyze the game. Right. But it's like I think like the best formula is when you can combine like the silliness and the jokes and the wackiness with that analysis. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's all about knowing when. Right. Like just when to make a joke or when to be like all right and it's mm-hmm. just and like actually talk about the game that people clicked on your video for right right mm-hmm. like no one's clicking on the video to see me like dress up in like a bayou outfit like mm-hmm. my very first video and yeah. just like say like oh i'm stuck in the swamp or whatever <laughs> like, yeah. you know like yeah. just like stuff like that so that's it's it's weird because like like the genre thing my videos don't really have like a distinct genre like everyone it, the best way I can describe it is like people always compare me to Scott the Waz, which is mm-hmm. valid, right? Like, I don't right. know if you guys are you guys familiar with Scott the Waz? Oh, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's no denying, like, one of my biggest inspirations easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's he's one of the people. I think him, I think Dunkey, if you guys watch Dunkey. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, they're like, they're perfect examples of like knowing how to weave analysis and mm-hmm. humor like together. And it's like, and again, back to the the imitation thing, like mm-hmm. they they spark my creativity watching their videos because it's like, oh, I like that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to try yeah. to do something like that. And obviously, I try to put my own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, to wrap it all around, this whole <laughs> rant up uh, video, my videos don't really have a genre. A lot of the video games I don't I or that I do like don't have a genre mm-hmm. or yeah. like a distinct one, you know, like mm-hmm. so that. Yeah, that's my piece on that. But. No, yeah. I agree. It's that um, if you try to define something by genre, I think you're kind of 
cutting off the creativity. You're you're trying to put yourself yeah. into sure. a box. Yeah. Same sure. thing with with games. I I think if we try to put them in a box, and I think um, like I said in my RPG video for our, our secondary channel, Evolt, mm-hmm. uh, which is a you know, stupid video all around, but. <laughs> But when when I was just saying this, like I think we need to put them in kind of a genre box so you know what you're getting into. But that's that's yeah. pretty much it. You yeah. know, oh, this is an RPG. Oh, so you know you're, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But to really define it by it, you know that that's the only way it has value mm-hmm. is by defining it as a genre. It doesn't really spark the kind of creativity because mm-hmm. it's now in a box, you know. And uh, before we get into our social media answers, uh, one last question I want to ask here. Do we think that video games were made to spark creativity or is, is it kind of a lost cause? Because right now we're, we're facing video games where uh, there's, there's a lot of business practices for, for good reason. Yeah. For good reason. Uh, video games companies need to make money, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, do we think that video games in of themselves were designed to spark creativity in the players that, that go into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think about this briefly before we go into social media answers? Uh, GameSend, what do you think? So the typical, and obviously this, this is different, right? Like mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. not everything like kind of what we were just talking about, not everything falls into this box mm-hmm. or this label, but traditionally games are published. Pl- publisher side right yeah which are like the eas like uh the you know like all the like ubisoft's uh activision and they're they're the ones like they're they're pretty much they're the guys uh, guys and gals getting your game to the market right like Mm -hmm. they're they're the business side yeah they're funding your games like but then you know you got the developers too right right i think on the publisher side it's it's undeniable right like ea activision these these big companies i mean sony mm-hmm. like ev- everyone nintendo they're all publishers in like some way right, mm-hmm. and right. whether it's first party third you know that doesn't matter someone's funding the game unless you're an indie creator like like whoever made celeste i forget the name but mm-hmm. um oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah like you know it's undeniable publisher side video games are a product right they're yeah. meant to be bond sold and you know they're they're entertainment it's the mm-hmm. same as like big Hollywood, right? It's like, mm-hmm. these are created to make money on mm-hmm. publisher side, right? And like, yeah. you know, but then, you know, on the developer side, it's like it, the intentions vary, right? So, yeah. you know, and it's hard, right? Because like some developers, they just want to make something fun, right? Like right. they yeah. just want to make like, uh, like Avalanche, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They make Just Cause, yeah. which mm-hmm. I've played like a little bit of, but uh, mm-hmm. They just want to create something fun. They want to create a fun sandbox. Like mm-hmm. same with uh, um, IO who made uh, uh, Hitman, Hitman, which yeah. just came out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they just want to make like a fun sandbox that you can just screw around in. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then other developers want to create something like more creative or imaginative mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of like sometimes bold. Right. Like uh, Naughty Dog with The Last of Us 2. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys played that, but like, I mean, that's like one of the most controversial games of all time. And I mean, I love it personally, but like, you know, they're going for something completely different. They're going for Mm -hmm. like boldness. Like, Oh, we just, we just did X thing with the story. Like, Mm -hmm. like what's up, you know? And then other, yeah. Other developers, they, uh, you know, and this is, this is the thing, right? Mm -hmm. There are some developers to answer your question. Yeah. That absolutely their games are 
quite literally created to spark creativity, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a perfect example of that is uh, Media Molecule. I was going to say Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dreams is like, this is the thing. It's like, are video games, are they made to spark creativity? Uh, by and large, no, right? Like mm-hmm. they're meant for entertainment. They're meant for experience. Sometimes they're meant for something deeper, like, mm. you know, maybe a Last of Us 2 or or whatever. But Dreams is an example of a game that is just quite literally made to spark creativity and it's right. it's like that i don't own dreams i never played dreams but the idea of dreams is really cool to me because it's right. just like like all it's it's single purpose is to inspire people to create and that's mm-hmm. that's cool yeah that's cool yeah. so sometimes yeah like sometimes totally there's games that are their sole purpose is hey here's a creation uh tool set and make stuff minecraft i mean minecraft's one of my favorite games ever mm-hmm. i'm not afraid to say that right it's on. awesome yeah. You know, like <laughs> straight up. So, yeah. yeah, I think it depends on the game. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Liz, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? No, I definitely agree. I was I, I was going to say that these days with the big, you know, the big companies, of course, they are more focused on making money. Mm-hmm. Um, But I it, but I I don't and I don't think that the original idea of video games, I don't think it was meant to inspire creativity. They're born from inspiration of creativity right so but i do think that yes i think some they go out with the intention like i want to inspire someone with this yeah just like celeste wanted to help people with Mm -hmm. you know mental mental health mental health and and awareness and everything so i think like you said there's there are some that they Mm -hmm. want to inspire someone with their game but i don't think that's the original intention of video games i think they're born from creative inspiration yeah i i definitely agree um i i, I think it re- like what you know GameSimp was saying that mm-hmm. i i think there's some intentions that yeah. go on it, it depends who you are what mm-hmm. your intention is i i think a good example of you know towing the line is detroit become human because uh the whole game is to really spark yeah more conversation than inspiration yeah but there's still some paths in there where it does spark a lot of creativity in some people, but I don't think yeah. that game, especially with how toxic quantum dream ended up being. So <laughs> yeah. that that's another news topic, but <laughs> I, I think that's, you know, that game sparks conversation. Mm-hmm. It sparks a lot of things, but I don't think it really goes out of its way to spark creativity in the way yeah. that dreams does or Minecraft does, yeah. or, you know, Sims, Sims four does. Um, but it really depends yeah. on the intention of the development team yeah. and the the publishers. I, I think it really goes on that. It's yeah. not just one set answer. And I thought of another level of that is if you ask someone, you know, anyone on the development team, even mm-hmm. like, you know, a lower ranking person, and you ask them, why did you get into video game creation? creation yeah. You know, probably a level of that is they want to inspire someone, Mm -hmm. you know? So even though it's not the point of the game, it could be the driving force of someone who decided this is their career path. Straight on. Yeah. Uh, So I want to hear from you guys from from the social media answers. It's, it's time for some social media answers. Wow. Yeah. You clapped. Hooray. Liz is clapping. Put it on the record. Game Civ is clapping. We're all clapping (laughs) for you. The audience. So if you follow us on social media, Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word, uh, join us on a Discord. Mm-hmm. GameSimp is in on our Discord. For some odd reason, 
Uh, he needs send to send me be, that link. I I will send you the link, or else I'll throw you out a window. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I, you know, it, it's the Games Grossies podcast. So we throw out threats here and there. So I asked you on social media. Uh, has a game ever sparked creativity in your life? And first, I have my answer from Instagram from Personal History of Games podcast, who has to say, most recently has been Fuser. The game, wi- uh, that game whips. <laughs> like how he says that. That game whips. It makes me want to make music. And in parentheses, he says, uh, which I can't because I'm very bad at it, but I'll try. And I said, heck yeah, do it. But yeah, it, it, uh, Fuser, I'm not too familiar with. I haven't played too much of it, but you know, it makes you know makes yeah. you want to start to play music. And even if you're not good at it, it makes you want to start at least. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of games can do for you is that it makes you want to start. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think that the game skates, you know, made people want to start skateboarding, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sure. uh, you know, not myself included because I'm a skate God, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. I didn't need skate, but uh, what do we think about this answer? Uh, game simp, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think that's great. Um, I'm not too familiar with uh, Fuser, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fuser. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm not too familiar with it. I, I'm not. I think so. I think I know what that is, but I'm not gonna act like I do. <laughs> because, yeah. Like, like I, I have this like vision in my head. Like I think the game I'm thinking of is Fuser. But yeah, I mean, look, whatever. This is how I see it, right? It's like mm-hmm. whatever is require or like whatever it is that makes you want to do something mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. honestly regardless of what the task or action is uh it's it's a motivator whatever it is yes. and yeah and that's awesome like yeah. cling on to that like uh to whoever um i f- forgot the name who wrote in mm-hmm. uh you know if playing fuser makes you want to play music that or learn how to like create music that's awesome keep mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. just keep doing it and at some point, it's like you might want to like buy a guitar. Heck and yeah! And like yeah. from there, I mean, I, I can tell you firsthand that I, I've been playing guitar for, gosh, probably, I don't even know, like probably my whole life at this. Well, mm-hmm. I started when I was like, like eight, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been a while, but um, you know, before I played guitar, like real guitar, I played Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero Three all the way, man. Like yes. You know, and it's it's so funny because like like I don't know. It, it's hard for me to go back to like eight year old game simp and think like, oh, like is Guitar Hero the exact reason why I started guitar? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, but mm-hmm. but I'm sh- it, mm-hmm. it no doubt played some role. So I think that's awesome. Keep yeah. playing, man. Keep playing. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Liz, what do you think? You have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the, I Again, I think that's great for him because, like, that just reminded me that, like, when I'm listening, there are specific songs that I'm just like, dang, I wish I knew how to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to teach you. I've, this is not for <laughs> lack of trying. I've tried to play guitar various points in my life and it you doesn't have. work. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Those wires, <laughs> those wires yeah. don't connect in my head at all. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I tried to teach her. I took an entire semester of guitar in yeah. college. I wow. barely passed that exam. I passed that because he liked me and he knew I was trying my hardest. Jeez. 
Aww. It was horrible. <laughs> Did not sound like a song. I just actually got the notes out. That's it. <laughs> and to personal history of, of games podcast, if you're if you're listening to this, it doesn't have to be guitar. It could be synthesizer. It could mm-hmm. be drums. It could be bagpipes for all I care. Uh, there's all different sorts of oh, yeah. ways to make music. Uh, and I and I think you should just find your path in that. Don't mm-hmm. ever just think that um, there's only one path to it. Play bass, man. We need more bass players. For we goodness do. sake. We actually do. Yeah, for real. Like, do you know how hard it is to find a bass player for a band? It's it's difficult because everybody plays guitar and drums. Because they're the cool ones. I am very good friends with an amazing bass player. We played uh, in a band together in uh, high school, and we, we're still friends. We go to the same college. And Nice. Oh, man, that guy, like, shout out. You know, If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's amazing, man. Dude, yeah, I, bass players like when you when you play a good bass mm, oh yeah it's really yeah. nice to hear dude uh so we'll jump into our uh discord answers here yeah and saying how has a video game ever sparked creativity in your life and we have from twofer who has to say yes during the time i was screaming for a band i was playing a ton of halo 3 love the map valhalla so i wrote a song inspired by it as well as master chief also, my YouTube channel used to have oh, my YouTube channel used to have videos I made about gaming, where I did dumb skits. And then I asked him, "Have you ever listened to Headshot by My Children, My Bride?" And he said, "Of course I have." But yes. uh, if you don't know, Headshot by My Children, My Bride is an entire song about Master Chief, and it's freaking <laughs> amazing. Uh, so yeah, he, he like we talked about with music, but too like mm-hmm. you just play it and you just get inspired from this, and you just go on a yeah. rampage of creativity uh do we ever like think that could happen for us personally or is it kind of uh, a set personality where you can take something and just drive with it uh did we ever experience that before uh what do we think could be either one of you two for me yes but games <laughs> what do you think so are so what you're what you're asking is like if like i've ever heard something and then just like gone with that like uh yeah if you say it again i'm sorry that's okay i was confused too that's why i didn't answer i was a little confused (laughs) so have you ever experienced something in a game and you just it just hits with you and you just instantly go into creativity mode has it ever hit you like that yeah oh yeah 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 for sure um i'm trying to think of like specific examples um i know this this is a more like I, I'm trying to think of like a time where it like hit like you're saying like it like yeah um you know not to go on like a whole tangent but a lot of creativity is like and I know this especially from writing music is like in the moment when something hits you it's like I I gotta do like I gotta write this down I gotta right. I gotta go mm-hmm. grab my guitar I gotta I gotta play this out and it's yeah. like there's like this like fire right that just like sets off Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think if that's happened with me with a game it's it's definitely happened with me when i'm just like i mean just doing whatever like i i mean uh when i was more involved with music i i like i'll tell you what man like i'd be like in the shower and i'd be like i gotta grab my guitar right now like i (laughs) like i just heard something in my head and it's like amazing like i gotta capture this and um even like when writing scripts for my videos there's times where i'm like oh like in my head, I like hear something and I'm like, oh, like that's the way I have to like articulate that specific line of mm-hmm. dialogue in my voiceover 
two days from now when I actually record the voiceover. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes you remember, sometimes you don't, but you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think like music in Mario games always kind of influenced my, uh, my taste in music. Like, mm. oh, excuse me, I'm a big jazz guy and I, I, nice. I've been playing like jazz, uh, in like jazz groups my whole, well, not my whole life, but like since high school and, uh, you know, a big part of that, like love for that genre came from Mario. Like Mario is jazz. Like the the yeah. the music in Mario is jazz music. Now it's, it's like pop band, jazz, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but like you know, 3D World, which <laughs> the day we're recording this, oh, right uh, on, yeah, just came to Switch. Mm-hmm. Like that that soundtrack is so good, man. Like like that. Um, specifically, I think I use it in my videos all the time. Sunshine Seaside is the song. Like I, I love that song. Like, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like sounds. And I, I forgot to say this earlier. I love survival horror. That actually might be my favorite genre. It's, it's up there. It's like top Dang. three. And if we're talking like genres, but like mm-hmm. the, the sounds in the safe room music mm-hmm. from Resident Evil games is like, it just sets me off, man. I'm like. I've written so many guitar riffs that are kind of like in that ethereal, like, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of like soothing, but still unsettling, like sound like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have played Resident Evil, but like, especially the yeah. Resident Evil one remake on GameCube, that safe room theme is like, oh my God. Like, yeah. so I've definitely been inspired mm-hmm. by things in games in, but I don't know if I've had that, like that instant fire of like, I got to stop right now. I got to go grab my guitar. Oh, I got to stop right now. I got to go to my computer and record something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a very it, slow burn for you. Yeah. 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 Like with games, I get like seeds planted in my head of like mm. ideas where it's like, I'll hear the resident evil song. Right. And I'll, I'll be like, Oh, like that's kind of, kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. That's like <laughs> so, so magical. And so like soothing, but also like, it's kind of telling me like something's not right entirely. Uh, yeah, like man. like the way that music like commit conveys mm-hmm. those emotions and like that sound like a seed will get like plants in my head and later i'll be like it, it'll just kind of like come out like yeah naturally in whatever i'm doing if that makes mm-hmm. sense no it does yeah and that's the thing i think video games do plant that sort of seed in you um not in the weird way but <laughs> liz what do you think do you have any thoughts i don't think <laughs> i've ever had something like that happen no. Where it's like I'm playing a game and I'm just like, I have to do this. Like yeah. I have to make this. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like slow burn. I can agree with that. Um, I don't even think it's a slow burn. I don't. I mean, what about those? I mean, I don't remember what I was thinking when I did those. Exactly. It's just kind of like um, it's at sea. I do, I do know that like yeah. I do. I get pictures stuck in my head that mm-hmm. i want to make like right now while mm-hmm. we were talking yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna paint this and it's gonna look horrible but i'm gonna try yeah exactly it's just like one of those things i i definitely think it's more of the art style that i want to create mm-hmm. especially with uh video ideas that i have and i just want to um have that sort of feeling behind it in the mm-hmm. artistic style excuse me which by the way um the next video for evolts just super hyped for it in, in terms of the atmosphere behind it and yeah. the kind of music we want to put behind it. I, I'm very excited for that to come out, but I want that sort of atmospheric element to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me go into the last piece of social media answers that I have from uh, at Commander Nikki on Discord, mm-hmm. who has to say, one game specifically, 
Not really, but games as a sum? Yes, definitely. Fan art, the occasional fan fiction, don't at me, she says. <laughs> um, and even my YouTube channel where I mostly talk about games, whether one could be considered a video... Oh, sorry. Whether one could consider my videos creative is a different question. Oh, no. <laughs> um, if a game has photo mode, I like to play around with it and take cool screenshots. Yes. I definitely love the fact that more games are applying photo mode to it. And I hate to use use the same game as, you know, an example, but Ghost of Tsushima's photo mode is my number one of you all time really like there are times where you're playing like ghost of Tsushima or yeah. assassin's creed and i just turn around and you spend tw like 20 minutes trying to get a perfect picture 20 minutes is a it's a very a very nice way of putting it a long time <laughs> yes. trying to get a really good picture yeah i believe that it's only 20 minutes and i'm only messing with the photo mode but <laughs> uh yeah game uh have you ever uh, messed with a photo mode has it ever made you creative with a game so photo modes specifically like the mode itself yeah uh i i've dabbled like you know one that always sticks out in my mind is horizon zero dawn like oh, that was like one, one of the too. first i know those that was one of those the first games i really remember having like a really cool mm -hmm. photo mode and like that was like i mean even now like but especially at the time like that game looked just so pretty like just oh, so good goodness. yeah so, so I, you know, like I definitely played around with that one. Mm -hmm. uh, Mario Odyssey, I totally, <sighs> totally have yeah. done stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, because like, you know, Mario as a whole, especially Odyssey, just has like a lot of interesting, like just the way things look. Like, have you ever thought about how like, mm -hmm. just like, like pir piranhas? Like what? Like piranhas? <laughs> like, this is very strange. But yeah, um, yeah. I, but I would say of everything, uh related to like a photo mode i really i don't know why mm -hmm. i don't do this on playstation i don't well i i only really play on playstation and uh <laughs> nintendo consoles but like uh i used to be an xbox guy but um like i don't do this on playstation but on switch if i'm playing a game and i see something that like looks aesthetically cool or like beautiful mm -hmm. i'm hitting that uh screenshot button like immediately yes and yeah. it's weird it's mm -hmm. so weird because at first I had to think about it. Yeah. And it was something I had to like consciously think about, like, especially when the console came out and I was like breath of the wild, like I would, mm. I would stop and be like, Ooh, like that's a nice sunset right there. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get that on capture. Yeah. But then, but now it's like, you know, I'll be playing like, I don't know, like Luigi's mansion three and like something funny will happen. And I'll just hold down the record thing to like record nice. that clip. So I can go back and watch mm -hmm. like Luigi, like fall off the roof again or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is I think screenshots, uh, yeah. it, it's even not just photo mode, but just taking a screenshot of your game can just yeah. spark that kind of creativity yeah. in you. Uh, and I, and I think just as simple as that, just taking a screenshot, you know, not, mm -hmm. not even just dialing in, how much you can do in Ghost of Tsushima's photo mode, which is fantastic. But just the screenshot alone, yeah. I think, can spark creativity because it's just that one little thing, that little snippet you can go back to and just be like sparked all over mm -hmm. again. Um, so as we're kind of going into our concluding thoughts here, like we did with Andrew Orsi, kind of uh, recommendations almost, uh, I kind of want to go around the room. You know, me, Liz, you know, TV game simp over here. Uh, I, I kind of want to go over one or two games that really kind of sparked that creativity. We, we've named a couple already mm -hmm. and I promise you not 
what any of my games are going to be Ghost of Tsushima. I promise you that. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, let's do ours, and then like let's do into uh, closing thoughts. But actually, let's have Game Sim do it. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? It was a sure, sure, sure. It's a by the way, long day at work today. Yeah. I was just oh, yeah. oh my goodness, I was I was stomped on work. So <laughs> if I don't make sense at all, uh, that That's is why. why. That's why. So uh, Game Sim, what are one or two games that really sparked creativity in you? So real quick, I gotta say, I gotta play Ghost. That's like that's like nice. one of that in Death Stranding are like the two Sony first party games that like I just I I don't know I, they just slipped through the cracks. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So like one or two games. So it's interesting because like games spark creative things, like different aspects about yeah. them are like they'll spark different ideas and thoughts in my head so like uh specifically for my channel let's say Mm. uh like i've got you know i like i wear the hawaiian shirt like every time (laughs) like that's like that's like part of the identity like Mm -hmm. no i i i've always really fancied like tropical Mm. settings and aesthetics in games like i don't know what it i don't know what it is but i i can certainly say that uh Mario Sunshine is like a huge, huge nice. uh, inspiration for for just that like look, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the the clear like blue water, like that like uh, Caribbean look, like that. Like in terms of aesthetic, mm-hmm. Uncharted Four and Mario Sunshine are two games that will always like stick out in my mind, right? Because like I think Uncharted Four, it's it's kind of funny in my like upcoming video, I have like a whole bit on the way uncharted 4 looks and i kind of like i kind of make fun of it a little bit but like it's it's all good fun because it's like it's one of my favorite games ever but yeah uh like the way like uncharted 4 i think is the most beautiful game ever just full stop like i think that game i think last of us 2 is also looks really good but just Mm -hmm. like the pure like beauty of just that like tropical look that that libertalia look in the game. Mm. I don't know if you guys have you guys played Uncharted Four. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, no. Liz, you haven't. I I I have twice beaten it. So not too oh, many. Oh, I've beaten it like six times. Yeah, at least six <laughs> times. Oh yeah, it's like and and for me that's like, dude, that's a lot. Like I, right? I usually don't like replay games more than like maybe like five times. But mm-hmm. um, but you know that. So from my channel and just kind of like that like love for like the tropical and like the ocean that like aesthetic Mm -hmm. uh those two games for sure and then just you know in a more like in a more general way Mm -hmm. i'm really inspired by games and the the creativity spark like you're saying like that spark is really kind of like triggered from games that combine really tight design in like mm. gameplay, gameplay design mm. and really nice stories or like really nice visuals like that combo. That's that like attention to detail and just prowess and design is like what makes me so meticulous mm-hmm. over my videos like that. That like vision is like what I try to carry through to my videos. Right. Where. I think of Tropical Freeze and Shovel Knight as two examples of 2D games that are just impeccably designed, impeccable. Like they, those two games, just Tropical Freeze will like, 
bring you through it. Like the levels themselves tell a story because you'll be like, you know, you'll go from like, I don't know, the burning Savannah to like, uh, like, uh, a festival or something. I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. order of the levels, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's this idea of like place. Whereas in like a lot of Mario games, 2d Mario games, it's just like floating platforms in the sky for no reason. <laughs> like yeah. the, the, like the purpose, the, the, like the idea of like place and tropical freeze, uh, awesome. And then real quick, just Bioshock. I mean, Bioshock, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like perfect, literally perfect example of story and gameplay combined in this like just that that's like the the thing like mm-hmm. that is the thing you want to capture so yeah those are some games. Up. uh liz uh do you have any games that sparked any uh inspiration to you i mean definitely life is strange of course yeah um i have two or three i think i have two pictures that i did for mm-hmm. life is strange the deer, and then I actually forgot that I have one picture that I made from Life is Strange. It's actually a mix of Captain Spirit mm-hmm. and the first Life is Strange because it's a Polaroid, but of Mantroid. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The corner. Yes. And um, I forgot. I'm actually really proud of that one because that sign I made. I got the sign like mm-hmm. at a good angle. I'm really bad at angles. Yeah. So I was very proud of that one. And I don't know why I have that dough up there when I have that Mantroid picture True. instead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, definitely Life is Strange inspires me. I mm-hmm. love Life is Strange. Life yeah. is Strange number one. Um, Other than that, I wouldn't say any other games specifically stands out. What are we looking at? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. I didn't, I forgot what was over there, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I don't think there's any specific game. Mm-hmm that other inspires than just, me other than life is strange i would say sims 4 kind of inspires you to do different things like what i don't d- design wise <laughs> i mean kind of yeah but mostly just life is strange yeah mostly just life is strange with art um mm-hmm. and i mean all the other story driven games that mm-hmm. i play i always i always end up making art for each game that i play because <laughs> then it's good that i only it's play like one game every two years yeah so outside of life is strange Uh, that sounds like me (laughs) i think for for me personally the one game that i kept bringing up was oxen free of course uh and i think the one thing that i keep getting to my mind is that games that need to play goes to tsushima uh so that's one thing that comes to mind but oxen free for me it it really involved uh a lot of time into the art Mm -hmm. because it was made with unity but the backgrounds everything that's made in the art is made from photoshop yeah it's actually hand drawn hand um i wouldn't say hand patent because you know the photoshop but you know everything is kind of implemented from photoshop put Mm -hmm. into unity and it's just that you know, really nice feel to it. Yeah. And I love scientific music tracks to it. Yes. I, I love every, I, I'm obsessed with scientific now. You love sci-fi stuff in general. Yeah. Like that's your like immediate oh, yeah. draw to anything. Uh, Old Man's Journey. He did that. He, of course he did After Party. Now he's going to mm-hmm. be doing Jet. Uh, love scientific. Yeah. But the other game that I keep thinking about in terms of sparking my creativity was an old game called uh, Jet Set Radio Future, which yeah. I brought up on the show before, mm-hmm. which was, you know, uh, the original Xbox. Before that, it was on Sega Dreamcast mm-hmm. with Jet Set Radio. But I'm talking about Jet Set Radio Future, the the sequel to it. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I really got into color. 
like I wasn't really into I always wore like gray t-shirts, black t-shirts, all that. But when Dead Set Radio Future came out, it was very bright. It was bold with its colors. It it really came out there. I was like, this is new. Like, what is I this? I can wear red. I can wear <laughs> colors. And I think just that really sparked that like you can actually express yourself in a very bold way and not just a very minimal way. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's really sparked my love for colors in general. Uh, did I wear more colors after that? Uh, no. I was going to say, I'm like, I knew you but, in high school. But <laughs> I, I had more passion behind something that was more colorful. You had a red phone. I did have a red phone. Which everyone called pink. It, it was red. It was red. So... <laughs> Uh, I just want to conclude this discussion by saying is that, yes, video games are a business. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are something that is entertainment in the end. But I think as we wrap up, as I kind of uh, wrap up all of our thoughts here, is that, yes, they're not made intentionally. Not every game is mm-hmm. made intentionally to make you creative. But I think it's just the creative sense, the intention yeah. that a developer wanted to create makes you want to create Mm -hmm. much like personal history of gaming came in and said, this game makes me want to do music. Mm -hmm. Maybe that wasn't the intention, but because creation inspires more creation. Yeah. I think that's what it does. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I'm glad that we can actually come together and discuss this and make sure that everybody knows that. Yeah. Be creative with video games, go into it in in the expectation that like, I want to be inspired, you know, or just hang around, enjoy the ride, and um, play Ghost of Tsushima, for, yeah. for goodness sake. I don't know. D- d- be a ninja or a samurai. Who cares? I don't care. But I think we can cl- conclude our show with that. But yes. before we go, before we go, I, I as, as if I haven't rolled out the red carpet all throughout this episode, <laughs> too bad. We're going to do it anyway. Game Simp, we're rolling it out to you. Where can we find you? Uh, we're, we're on YouTube, any kind of Twitter account, any other projects we need to keep our eye on. It's all you go. Cool. Uh, so you can find me at game simp at YouTube. It's one word, uh, uh, Twitter game simp, YT, the mm-hmm. G and the S and the YT are all capitalized. So that's uh thank you, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I have a Twitch. It's called Game Simp. I don't use it. <laughs> but yes, you're, it's you're there. Go if you want. Uh, maybe I'll use it in the future. And uh, you know, other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, I mainly focus on YouTube. Uh, I try to get videos out every week, uh, and that doesn't always happen because mm-hmm. they take a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping to get a video out this Sunday of some nature. I just hit 100 subs, so I yes. might do quick, like, quick, like, hey, like. Thank you, yeah. video of some some nature, like something funny, just quick and funny. I might that might be my Sunday upload, or I'll just I'll just make a real video. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You, so you can find me there. Right on, and and I'll have all the links to that. Mm-hmm. I'll have his links to his YouTube, his Twitter. Who knows? Maybe I'll even have his link to his Twitch if you want to go there. Might as well. Yeah, might, might as well. Might as well. Um, <laughs> but I think I'll conclude it there. Uh, Game Simp, thanks for coming on, man. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Like we're all, we're all busy here, but I like to stay connected. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's oh, a sure. it's it's a weird time we live in, but yes. it's great oh, that yeah. we all you know stay connected, stay young. You know, because I'm I'm young and spry, and I'm not aging at all. Nope. I'm not <laughs> closer to the grave every single day. Nope. Nope. Not me. Age is just a number. <laughs> but uh, Game Simp, once again, 
thanks for coming on. Did you have a good time, man? Oh, yeah. I actually had a great time. This was a fantastic discussion. I Again, I, I've been on a podcast before, uh, and it was it was it was rambunctious but uh yeah. <laughs> this, this was i like this this is this was cool to like have these like deeper conversations mm-hmm. that aren't just complete nonsense so, <laughs> so what, what you're saying game simp is that games groceries is actually the greatest gaming podcast to ever come or ever will be i, I think that's what you're saying right now i mean yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> take that cat cast get out of here oh, goodness gracious. but not ham radio podcast you can stay but <laughs> uh we thanks again for uh for you the audience listening to this episode uh be sure to follow us on the socials uh we're on twitter at gaming groceries we're on instagram games groceries all one word join our discord the link is in the description down below uh check us out game sim's gonna be there pretty soon because i'm gonna send him a link after we're done recording and uh, oh, yeah. all that said, stay safe, wear a mask, and have a good one. Bye. Bye, guys.